it's Brandon and Jesse, and we're the Box Office Bomb Squad. This is where we'll break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters, and today's bomb is 2016's Ghostbusters. Hi, Junior, if I may, uh, how, when is the last time the paranormal entity was actually seen? And if you were to rank it, let's say between probably a T1 and T5. Garrett here saw it on Tuesday, and I believe it made him soil himself. Jesus. Wow, soiling. I'd put that at a T3. T4 if it was poo. Unless he ate something weird, then it wasn't the ghost. Kind of hard to suss that out after the fact, though. I didn't soil myself. He did. He called me sobbing, saying, oh, my God, my pants are toast. Oh, if I had a nickel for every time I called someone sobbing, saying my pants are toast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, not to get political, but I made a joke the other day because I have a uh, Bob Ross T-shirt that I've had for about 10 years, right? And my friends all know this T-shirt. And they're like, oh, it's Brandon's Bob Ross T-shirt. And I made a joke. I go, I've had this T-shirt for twice the times the Confederacy ran. <laughs> and nice. that was my joke. So uh, I make that joke to say that there's no way I'd own a pair of pants for that long because, yeah, they're toast. <laughs> uh, so so uh, real quick, just because, you know, we're here. The budget was $144 million. The movie made $229 million. The movie would have made money if the studio had more faith in the film, but they put so much extra money into the freaking insane advertisement campaign that in the end, the imaginary number that we don't get to see killed this movie and made it a bomb. Sure. But it actually made money. It would have actually made money. Now, it didn't quite double its budget, but it made enough where it would have cleared but this stupid budget of how much they advertised that killed it, which is just, uh, and a lot of this episode is going to be about that, by the way. So, and um, before we talk about it, Jesse, let's play our game of six degrees <laughs> of the astronaut's wife. Do we agree on six or do we go five? It doesn't five. matter. I got Mine it in five. One. I got it in one. Holy shit. Are we, okay. Are, are we trying to get it as few as possible? Uh, Sure. I don't. I don't think it matters. I I okay. made two. <laughs> okay. So, I was trying to be convoluted about it. I was go okay. So I wrote out a convoluted one, and then I go, oh well, there's a one, a one that we also reviewed on here, because Charlie Theron and Chris Hemsworth were in Snow White and the Huntsman and the second one. Yeah. The whatever the Huntsman second movie is called, which is what uh, we reviewed I, on here. Yeah, I don't. I don't honestly remember. So my my degree of separation was one, which tied in to the one that we reviewed. So I was like, oh, that's fun. But I want to hear your convoluted uh, Pepe Silva <laughs> uh, connection. Okay. So I've got uh, I got two that are relatively uh, convoluted. Um, so Ghostbusters had Melissa McCarthy in it. Melissa sure. McCarthy was in Bridesmaids with uh, Jason Bateman. Okay. Jason Bateman right. was in The Switch with Jennifer Aniston. All right, yes. Jennifer Aniston was in Murder Mystery with Charlize Theron, who was in right. Astronaut's Wife. Astronaut's Wife. I do like that <laughs> Charlize Theron was the common connection between the two, though. Oh, yeah. Well, she's actually the one on my other one because I just went um, I went uh, Melissa McCarthy to Sandra Bullock for The Heat, uh -huh. and then Bullock to Reeves for Speed, uh -huh. and then Reeves to Theron, Sweet November, to Astronaut's oh. Wife. However, also, I, and wait, I know I know what you're going to say. The devil, they were in that devil <laughs> film, too. They were that. Um, yeah. But there's also another one 
that I'm going to save for later because I figured out um, I figured out some things oh. about some people <laughs> that were an astronaut's wife, and I can't wait to share them. <laughs> Interesting. So I thought it was like a whole game of playing just one of, and I, I was like, well, there's a one of right here that I see. And I'm like, bam, there it is. So please tell me. Uh, I, could, I didn't think of anything, but let's see if I can, let's see if I can do a one of next episode when we talk about that one. Uh, anyway, uh, enough of that game. Fun game. Uh, Jesse, did you have talk one about it? Yeah, I told you the Huntsman. Oh, it's one. I had it in one. Chris oh, Hemsworth is in that, Ghostbusters. That's right. With Charlize Theron. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, Charlize yeah, yeah, yeah. Theron is an I get you. Uh, Yeah, so my jump is Chris Hemsworth is in this. It happens so fast. <laughs> yeah, and then Chris Hemsworth <laughs> is in uh, uh, Huntsman with what's her, with Charlize Theron, and then Charlize and Theron Charlie's is in Astronauts, Astronauts Wife. Astronauts Wife. So, yeah, nice. my connection is just one bridge. Well, you're nice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Oh my God, let's talk about it. So I want to start with a little thing here. This movie isn't the like shit show that society would have you believe it is. Now I'll admit everyone in this movie is very funny and everyone in this movie is trying way too hard and it comes off pretty cringy most of the time. Except for Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray's doing the opposite. He is trying <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> he tried so little. I'm surprised he just didn't show up as Bill Murray. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like Bill Murray only did this role because they were like, you want to dress really fucking stupid? And he's like, yes, uh, I want to wear a stupid hat. Actually, they threatened to take away all his residuals from Ghostbusters if he didn't do this role. Oh, my. That's why yeah, all of the Ghostbusters are in here. It's not necessarily because they wanted to. It's because they were threatening them. I will say the Harold Ramis thing is just that bust at the beginning. Yeah. And that bust was donated to the Harold Ramis school. So it's like, well, at least there's something good came out of that. Yeah. That's cool. uh, I guess we'll talk about the other two cameos. since Oh, the other three cameos. Uh, Harold, Ramis, or Harold Ramis was the bust. Uh-huh. And, the, and, of course, Bill Murray was the debunker. Skeptic. Yeah. Who, boy, he just is not trying. No. Uh, and then we had uh, Dan Aykroyd as a cab driver. Um, I like his cameo the most. Yeah. He does say, that's only a T3 floating apparition or something like that. And I'm like, oh, that's funny because that's what he says uh, during the library scene in the original Ghostbusters. And then, of course, he says, I ain't afraid of no ghost and drives away. And I'm like, okay, there's Dan Aykroyd. And then Ernie Hudson is at the very, very end of it. He is the... He's uh, what's her name's Patty's uh, uncle who owns the Hearst company. Oh, and of course Janine is the the uh, uh, lobby. Yeah, the worker the at the hotel. At the hotel. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they asked Mark uh, or Mark Jesus. They asked Rick Moranis to show up, and he was like, "Nah, I don't want to." Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he, like, he is checked out completely from. Well, and like he uh, retired he, from acting, so you can't sit yeah. there and threaten him with like anything. He's What's just he like, care? I just don't do it anymore. He's a family. Yeah, what man are you gonna now? do? Yeah, he's like, I didn't want a cameo. I'll show up in like, uh, Ryan Reynolds alcohol commercials, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or cell phone commercials. I don't even know. He was in some commercial with Ryan Reynolds. So, uh, but yeah, I just feel like the movie is. 
it's trying so hard to be something different, but at the same time, it's nothing different. And that's where this movie suffers is it's too similar, not similar enough, which I know sounds like I'm giving them an impossible task to try to do, but like the framing of this film would have been fine. And I think people would have accepted it if you would have just said that it existed within this world of Ghostbusters. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have been weird for a young Kristen Wiig, she's the right age, to have seen the Ghostbusters in New York when she was a kid and say, oh, I'm a big fan of those. And then just like in Afterlife, they prove that they can say, yeah, well, guess what? After 1987, when the, the big deal happened, Ghost sort of just disappeared. But let's say she became obsessed with ghosts, and then she wrote that book because she was, like, all about ghosts. And it's like, that's what makes it interesting is the people just kind of go, well, whatever. We don't believe it anymore. You could have tied it in and made it interesting and made it in that universe. I, I would think you'd want to maybe move to L.A. just so then you're not in the same old, here's New York again. I get that the age of New York and how old it is gives you a lot of interesting, cool stuff to play with. But there's stuff in L.A. too. Or, well you know other coasts i guess sure but like uh and i know that i don't know if you know the original idea was to eventually have like a reality situation where this was an alternate reality and we were supposed to see the other ghostbusters in their reality which would have been cool and they changed that because they're like maybe realities wouldn't be something that would make a lot of sense when we're talking about ghosts and I'm like, yeah, I guess that's a little much. Uh, there was a comic book that not only tied in these Ghostbusters, but also the animated Ghostbusters, the movie Ghostbusters, and the Extreme Ghostbusters series from the 90s. They tied all four of the Ghostbusters teams that exist. And it was funny because they've had multiple tie-ins where it was the animated Ghostbusters and the movie Ghostbusters where Egon's like, why am I, why is that Egon blonde? <laughs> you know? And he's like, why? I don't get this. And so there was like an interesting idea in that comic and they play with it. And it's, it's not a bad book. It's by IDW. I think it's just called Ghostbusters something, you know? Um, but the cameos in this film, well, I guess there is another cameo. We forgot. Stay puffed marshmallow man. Oh yeah. He's, he's a balloon, which, <laughs> We'll talk about the ghost in this film in a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say overall, I, I just feel like the movie is trying way too hard to do something it didn't need to do, and that's where it failed because I actually like all of these people. And with all that being said, I just kind of want to set up that I'm not bashing this movie because it's a girl remake, you know, like a lot of people sure. want to say that, but what I'm about to say, I wanted to start with letting you know that I actually think the movie's fine. Is it the boobs? It just is like? trying to hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Kevin. And uh, this is going to sound sexist after just saying that. Kevin, best character in the movie. <laughs> I I like Kevin a lot, but I, I have to say I like Kate McKinnon's Egon spinoff quite a bit. What she's, about my cat? She's so crazy. I love it. Oh, it's my dog. His name is Mike Hat. <laughs> like I, do you know that uh, aquariums are like uh, submarines, submarines for fish? fish. <laughs> <laughs> His first off, I like Chris Hemsworth anyway. Turns out that a lot of that stuff was ad libbed. Yeah, it was him. And I'm like, wow, he did a really good job with ad libbing. And the glasses thing was ad libbed. 
He popped his lenses out of his glasses. She's like, there's no lenses in those. He goes, yeah. dirty. They kept getting dirty. What's his place called again? So, all right. Go ahead. So, one of the things that I I dug up, turns out there's a lot of dirt on this movie from a certain site that leaks things and puts them into a wiki. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I read through a bunch of email correspondence about this movie uh, in those uh, on that site. Uh, and apparently I was unaware that in order for a screenplay to even pass muster and be made about Ghostbusters, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ivan Reitman all had to unanimously approve of it. Do you like that uh, Zed Moore's not in there? No, er- Ernie Hudson doesn't get to say shit about uh, it. Yeah, no. And Ramus is dead, so. Yeah, yeah. Which, and the, the re- one of the reasons it took, for, it took so long for something like this to happen is, and this I was also not aware of, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis hadn't spoke to each other since Groundhog Day was made. Yeah, there was apparently a big falling out. They say it was yeah. like nothing negative. They like to say that, but it's like you don't talk to some, you don't talk, not talk to a friend for forty years. Yeah, you know, it's a long ass time, man. Because I know that Aykroyd was like the guy that was trying to always like play play ball. He was the one that was always like going to the studios, trying to bring it in, sure. going to those guys and trying to get them connected. Um, some people saw him as like trying a little too hard during it. And maybe he seemed desperate. I know that Murray had said a few negative things about Aykroyd in the past because of it. Uh, I think they're all done now, but you'll notice even when those guys cameo and things, they rarely do scenes together. There's actually a big shocker to see all three of them standing shoulder to shoulder in afterlife, yeah. which we're not reviewing afterlife, but it's going to be fucking impossible for us to not <laughs> compare them. Okay. It's I'm going to be rough. say that right off the fucking yeah. bat. It's going to be rough for sure. Cause so. it did, it did everything right that this movie did wrong. Um, yeah. And uh, what I was, uh, talking about in the beginning where <clears throat> they basically, you know, forced Murray to do it, uh, is the, is the way that these, uh, these emails kind of, uh, paint the picture. That, you know, they're basically going to sue him into being into the movie in order to make things happen, which is why he phoned it in so hard. Um, you know, they were talking about the breakdown of the percentages um, that, you know, each of them makes from residuals and things like that. Uh, like twenty, the first 26 million, for instance, is payable in like 20% to Aykroyd, 15% to Ramis, 20% to Reitman, and 44% to Murray. My God. He was always he always had the most out of all of them. I know that he fronted the bill for the first movie quite a bit and is really honestly not to like lick his boots, but I know he's sort of the reason the movie got made. But like that's an insane like financial grasp. That's that's like George Lucas's famous I get the merchandise money and you can have all the box office money deal. Like what a deal. Well, yeah, and I think uh uh, t- uh Robert Downey Jr. had basically the same deal with Iron Man. Money money. Heck yeah. So, and then uh also uh on that uh, in those emails, you will find that there is a spot where most of the uh other countries 
that you mm -hmm. would normally debut this in, we're not interested, even remotely. Well, other countries are still pretty, uh, pretty negative on female-led films. Yeah. So yeah. Which that, that was rough. Yeah, um, which obviously hurt the film because it couldn't open in as wide of a market. Yeah. So the only thing it lost against uh, that I could find, anyway was The Infiltrator with Brian Cranston, John Leguizamo, and Amy Ryan. Wow. Uh, which I'm I sad that it see. lost to such a forgettable film. I, I did not know this existed. I have I seen only it. remember it because Brian Cranston was, like, mega hot at the time, and, like, they're like, hey, he's in a new action thriller, and I go, that looks boring. Like, I, yeah. I, I just do not want to see it. And I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, as far as the general film is concerned... Uh, I like it's got pretty net positive reviews now yeah, too. Like, I like the, the female really take. I thought it was kind of cool, and I like all the I like every single actor who is in there. I like them as an actor. Yeah, I don't think anyone's doing bad. It, I will say, like, there are. Oh, by the way, Andy Garcia shows up as a a politician again, which is kind of funny because yeah. it's a callback to Geostorm. <laughs> But, like, Michael K. Williams is in this film as an agent that has, like, no lines. Yeah. Uh, Sam Richardson, who I love, he's the cop in the basement. Uh, Karen Sony, uh, that's uh, Mohinder. He's in this film. He's the delivery guy. Steve Higgins, who's a really funny writer, he's the, the – Higgins. he does the stupid finger scene, which goes on way too long. Another – one of those examples of, like, this is going on a little too long. Yeah. Um, Cicely Strong is in this. Charles Dance, the AT and T girl, is in this. The Miliana Vantrub. Yeah, she's only in a cameo, but she's there. Matt Walsh, who everyone knows who that is, but no one knows that name. He's a tall, kind of goofy-looking, older, balding, red-haired man. He's the other agent in this, but like he's in a billion oh, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's in so many things that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Um, there's uh, one, just so many, one guy that I absolutely love every time I see him and I cannot for the life of me, remember his name. He Brian was, in this too. yeah, he was the, the uh, the guy who was, um, the head of the concert venue. Um, the first place they catch a ghost. Oh, uh, I don't yeah. remember his name. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, Michael uh, McDonald, Stu Michael McDonald. Yeah. He's yeah. uh Stuart. <laughs> yeah. Stuart. Yeah. So he he's also in this. He doesn't get a huge part, but I like him as an actor. No, he's in it, but he does have a, he does have one of the funnier jokes, which is my scream. His scream. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very a very disturbing scream. Dave Allen is in this film too, by the way, and I uh, I don't expect people to know who that is, but like uh, if you watch Freaks and Geeks, he's the hippie teacher that like is like kind of the hero teacher that we all are supposed to like. He's the yeah. he's the electrocuted ghost, and it's like. I just like that actor, <laughs> and I'm always like, "Oh, cool, that guy, nice." <laughs> you know. Also, we have uh, we forgot one of the cameos. Sigourney Weaver is in the oh, after credits duh, scene. She's the after credits. I, I forget scene. about that. Yeah, because she is yeah. after credits. You yeah. know. So yeah, she's the mom of uh, Rebecca uh, Gordon. She's uh like her teacher oh, or her oh her, Holtzman's like teacher. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I like said that. mom for some. It wasn't her mom though. Yeah. It, I thought it was her mom. Like when they first showed her, I, oh, I guess it's playing her mom. And they're like, yeah, it's her like mentor. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh man. I do have positive things to say about the movie, but I am going to go into a few negative things. Um, Steve Higgins finger scene where he's flipping them off. 
like that goes on like literally 30 seconds way too long uh yeah the hallway scene with um chris and wig where she's leaving that should have been like a 30 second gag which would have been funny but instead it's like a full two minutes and it's like painfully fucking slow yeah overstayed welcome on that one <laughs> yeah uh, the uh, there are a couple things that like there, there's there's a thing in like movies and you i know that they have to be done but they just feel so annoying and it's convenient tv where like the tv doesn't make a sound until it conveniently needs to the ghost jumpers thing is part of that which by the way like they they play that ghost jumpers bit or they're kind of making fun of like those, uh, you know, History Channel ghost hunter people. Yeah. But then they like, I thought that like was going to come into play. Like they're going to run into the ghost jumpers and it's going to be a funny little cameo from some comedians or maybe Melissa McCarthy's husband because he shows up in a lot of stuff. But then nothing. They never play with that ever again. And then like the mayor's plans where he's like, these are the plans that I'm going to do. We don't hear anything. They're sitting there perfectly quiet. And all of a sudden the TV, you can hear, Oh, the mayor's plans. And I'm like, wow, so many convenient TV sounds in this movie. <laughs> you have to <clears throat> tell people what's going on somehow. Uh. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. So like, <sighs> the ghost's timing doesn't make sense. Like the, the lady in the house shows up that night, uh, uh, sort of attacks that guy and then is gone. And there's like no trace of them really. And then she shows up the next day and then is gone. Like the train guy seems like he stayed down there for like days. Cause they, she goes and finds them. They get their stuff together. They go see him. And I'm like, he's still just floating around down there. Is he just floating around in the same spot? Like, I kind of understand the haunted house lady, but is he just stuck on like a couple tracks? Like, what is I, I, the the timing of the ghost is really weird. Although I will say, I think the ghosts look cool in this. The uh, ghosts look really cool. I, they do have a Scooby Doo feeling to them. If you remember the second Scooby Doo movie, yeah, that's true. And that's not a negative thing, but it, it is like. The ghost, do, like the Technicolor of the ghost, um, bringing Slimer back, the Uncle Sam stilt ghost, were all really cool. Uh, the balloon ghosts don't make any sense to me. I don't get them, and like I kind of understand the humanoid ghost, but like if there's humanoid ghosts, then why does Slimer look that way? And more so, what the fuck was that demon? Yeah, that thing was freaking trippy. So it's like, was that a, was it a demon? Is this a ghost of a demon or was this a person whose ghost turned into a demon? What the fuck was that thing? Yeah, that was, weird. doesn't make any sense. Right. I, also, I, if they're I ghosts, agree. are those balloons ghosts? Like, I'm, I'm I, very confused on what a ghost is in this universe. Yeah, I don't know. And see the demon possesses the mannequin. So we yeah. have a, a precedent of, possession of an inanimate yeah, object and, and of course Rowan but, possesses and yeah but i mean still yeah i i agree the but why the, balloons why old-timey balloons, the balloons why the demon weird. why would if you could choose to look just like yourself except for a ghost like the lady or the electric guy or all the ghosts they fight why would you ever look like slimer jesse what is ghost what is a ghost what is a ghost <laughs> i'm so fucking confused on what a ghost is what's this place called again yeah what is it Kevin, what's a ghost? Is it the boobs you don't like? Because I can make them bigger. <laughs> uh, I was trying to see um, 
the special effects department that did uh, work on this to see if it was uh, the Scooby Doo people. I was yeah, I was trying to see <laughs> if there was a, a an attachment there. Visual effects by, mm, yeah, I can't. Uh, I I don't think I don't think they were the same people. They may have been oh, some okay. of the same like physical people, but the studios well, are different. Brothers. Yeah, no, it's Warner Brothers, well, wasn't the, it? The special effects studio. Was oh, different. okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. I will say this, man. This movie went like 30 minutes without making Melissa Carthy fall through stuff. And I was like, good for you. Cause I just, yeah. I'm so done with that fucking thing. And I, and she is too, by the way. Like, she, I, she's a bigger girl. Okay. Ha ha. She fell through things. Oh, like, fucking stop. It's not funny. It's not funny. I mean, like, she's a bigger girl, but Leslie Jones is fucking huge. Yeah. She's like seven foot fucking. Yeah. Dog. She's anytime they had a, a when they did any shots, they could not put fucking uh, Kate McKinnon next to Leslie Jones because the height difference was so ridiculous. And Kristen Wiig, by the way, is tall as well. So like Kate McKinnon is so short. She's that she looks so though. weird yeah. compared to, to Leslie, who just looks like a different species because she's so fucking much bigger than her. Yeah. And, and it's I, like, why would anytime they partner those two together, I go, these two look so weird together. She's so tall. Yeah. And she's and so small. Leslie Jones. That's like a child. I mean, bravo. She's uh, the funniest one of she's the four in my freaking opinion. Freaking hilarious. And she's she hilarious the without the playing movie. on her size. No, oh, yeah. She never plays on her yeah, size. That's she awesome. doesn't play on she doesn't play on being black. She doesn't do that yeah. either. She like she is 100% making jokes that are just fucking funny without yeah. uh, without taking the soft, low-hanging fruit. She is exactly. the best part of the film as far as the four main, in my opinion. I know you like Kate McKinnon's character more. Sure. Uh, which is fine because she's the weird one. She's and weird. She That's is why funny. I like it. You know, she's but over like, the top. But Patty, when she's like, oh, he's going to be the, th- the third scariest thing on that train. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> that's that's a really fucking funny joke. <laughs> I when love she's that trying one. to like pull the history and then uh, Rowan comes up and like gives that really weird speech to her. She's like, OK, well, you have a great day. Crazy. <laughs> I was like, that was really funny. Like she was really funny. Yeah, I uh, like her a lot. And then there's just the dance scene, which is just cringy. Yeah. <laughs> There, there are a couple yeah. cringy things. Like, there, I, I do like. I will the say the worst. Well, go ahead. Well, Sorry. I was gonna say I just I like once uh, Kevin gets possessed. That uh, scene was fine. I hated the, and I know you're supposed to cringe at the, like high school dance scene thing. I know yeah. you're supposed to cringe at that, but like, oh boy, it's just bad. <laughs> uh, the worst thing in it. The uh, the Ghostbusters remixes. <laughs> Those songs are not. terrible, man. I mean, there's like three. You can't have the original, obviously, because people will riot. Um, but yeah, it's it's not my favorite version of that theme song. That's for sure. There there were a lot of jokes that landed. The junior joke at the beginning I landed yeah, where she, I, like I can't remember the character's name at the time. Uh, it was that Bigley Junior and I. Ed Mulgrave. Yeah. Ed, uh, Ed Mulgrave's been dead for 20 years. <gasps> oh, that that's all Ed Mulgrave Jr. That's his son. <laughs> okay. Obviously that's okay. That was, yeah, it was, that was a funny, that was a funny little gig. Uh, I, I love the way Chris Hemsworth delivers. That man went out the wrong door. When Bill Murray gets <laughs> yeah. thrown out the window, I was like, it, it was such a really innocent, like funny joke. I go, that's pretty good. All right. All right. <laughs> 
Well, and one of the sounds that almost made it onto my soundboard was, which one makes me look more like a doctor? Playing saxophone or listening to saxophone? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the saxophone next to his ear, yeah. which is so funny. <laughs> shirtless. Not, yeah. Oh, he's shirtless in both of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the action in this film, although it, it's spaced out pretty far, when there is an action scene, it's a pretty heavy action scene. Yeah. Like, they got these ladies on wires and doing, like, flips and kicks and punches and stuff. And I'm like, wow, they really went all out for the action in this. Although, again, it just bothers me because all the ghosts they fight are just generic people. And it's like every once in a while we get, like, a special cool ghost. It's like it's like playing a zombie game. You know, like, all the zombies are just these mm-hmm. bald gray men. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's that special zombie. Yeah. You know, that's what these ghosts were like, you know. It's like, no, the tank. Oh, the balloon zombies. Oh, no. But it's just like the whole the idea of ghosts bothered me in this film because I'm like, I don't know what a ghost is. Yeah. And clearly, I guess you can choose your form. Rowan taught us that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would think that he turns into uh, he turns into the ghost from the, the Ghostbuster logo. But I wonder what I wonder if that was like his uh, he did like. I guess research. On... Well, he was a fan of uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Gilbert, right? Was her name? Yeah, yeah. Aaron. He was a fan of Aaron and Abby because he read their book. Remember, their <clears throat> book was in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe he, maybe through his research, he was able to do that. But I don't. Who know. knows? It makes very little sense. But... He gets he gets defeated by a nut shot, and it's like. Of course, of all the infantile humor we can throw into this, we can fucking do a nut shot at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I eh. I will say, though, that uh, the director, Paul Feig, actually ended up being like, that was my fault. I was the one who added that. That was actually, they fought. They fought me on it, and I, I ended up going, okay, uh, yeah, we're doing that. So he takes he takes the blame for that. This movie's had a lot of people have to apologize for trash talking <laughs> it, which is funny to me, too. Let me uh, let me ask you this: What did you think of uh, the Ecto One in this one? So, so many people think the Ecto One from the original is a hearse that it was it's actually funny. To, it's an ambulance, yeah, yeah. But so many people think it's a hearse that it was actually clever and makes more sense for it to be a hearse. Although they wouldn't have a back seat because hearses generally don't. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, I actually really like the idea that it's a hearse because it would have the correct suspension and everything. So would an ambulance, but I, I didn't mind the Ecto one. I liked the Ecto one. I liked the Ecto two, which was just Kevin's motorbike with a like a light <laughs> tape yeah. to the front of it. <laughs> My one complaint about this version of the Ecto one, I I did like that it was a hearse. I liked uh, the model of the car. I liked that they kept the big red leathery top on it, where the yeah. you know, hearse, and they kept the swoosh it, for the style hearse. wise. It looked it had a great look. To yeah, it. my big complaint: that big ugly ass yellow light on the front. Why oh. is it so fucking huge? Yeah, it's a massive light. <laughs> like it's giant. It's, it's positioned in such a way that if it was on, it would actually fuck with the driver real bad. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I that was that's my only complaint. I wish that was different and it is a nitpick for sure i do like but, that they reference the fact that the ecto one and the original one had a british like ambulance sound yeah like, you heard the horn sounds using, like a british yeah. using a very un-american siren <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was a that was a funny joke i was like all right that was pretty good there's a twinkie reference that says that's a big twinkie on a billboard 
I'm like, oh, look at that. It's always got to be a Twinkie reference. But I got a lot of uh, Men in Black International vibes from this film, which is like they're really trying to do something different, but maybe maybe Lightning was caught in a bottle and it's going to be really hard to redo that, you know? And I got that feeling from it. And they both had Chris Hemsworth in it. Yeah, which I also <laughs> liked him in Men in Black International. I like Chris. I like Hemsworth as a comedian, man. Hemsworth as a comedian is is hilarious. Well, you didn't like him in Black Hat? Uh, no. And by the way, we uh, reviewed Black Hat, so look back in our archives yeah. for Black Hat starring Chris Hemsworth. A couple episodes ago. You can yeah, find out how much I like hackery, hacking in movies. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the uh, that's when I fucked up my uh, spare com- my extra computer because I <laughs> decided to slam on the keyboard real hard and apparently I didn't I didn't realize that my computer was on so it was like, duh, 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 duh. I was like oh. <laughs> so that was a fun moment in the the show anyway uh, advertising for a past episode that's what we do here Wee. on all right so um do you have anything before we go to the next section uh. No, no, I'm out of notes at this point. All right, Jesse. Should it bomb? One, two, three, four! Well, I've been holding in since the clock in my morning. From the end of the week, I'm about to blow. It's a bomb! Is it the boobs you don't like? Because I can make them bigger. No. I agree. It shouldn't have bombed. Yeah. It's not bad enough to bomb. No, I think it's Is there fine. problems? Is it trying too hard? Yes, and yes. Yeah. Should it be related to the other one? Yes. But it's not Rob- it's not RoboCop remake bad. No. No, not at all. It's it's yeah. very watchable. It is entertaining. I laughed. I uh, think this movie's you know. going to have uh Star Wars prequel uh syndrome. Yeah. Where ten years from now people are gonna go, that movie is not that bad. It's not as bad as we remember it being. It's the wrath of fanboys. Yeah. You gotta wonder if how much of this is just little problems and then how much of it is just fanboys who are like, Well, my Ghostbusters aren't women or yeah. my Ghostbusters weren't oh, this or that. And I'm like Toxic <laughs> fanboys are always gonna be an issue and for sure it suffered because of them. Yeah. Yeah, because I gave it a I think shot there's a because lot of gold. there's a lot of gold that could have been mined from this franchise in, yeah. in further sequels, and uh, we didn't get it, and that's yeah. sad to me. I would have loved to see Kevin trying to be a Ghostbuster God, alongside that would have been hilarious. them. Hilarious for him to be the Tully, basically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's there's so much room for them to go in. They mentioned Zul, you know. They, they, there's a lot of spots they could have went in. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like after watching, I go, I. I I remember this being much worse. Granted, female Slimer makes me fucking vomit. <laughs> like I, the idea, the idea of female Slimer is so fucking stupid. It was like it was unnecessary. <laughs> it was so. It was such a it, female Slimer is the reason that this movie. Fe- like the idea of female Slimer is what people think this movie is, but it's not. It's not female Slimer. Yeah. It's way, but it's that's way what a lot of people. I, there's people that haven't even seen this movie, but they the, what they think is female Slimer, and I get it. I understand why they feel that way, but like, it's not that. No. So. Yeah, it's way better. <sighs> it's so, it's so much better. It's not female Slimer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jesse. Uh, what's next week? 
Let's find out, shall we? Magic number generator, give me my number. Ooh. And that number is 130. Mm -hmm. All the way down at the bottom. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 2005's Triple X State of the Union. Oh, man. Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> Ice Cube delivers one of my favorite lines in all of cinema in Anaconda. When he roll, when uh, what's his name rolls out the, sn the skin, he goes, You tell me that snake out there is big. <laughs> it snakes out there is big. Best line cinema, man. Oh, man. So fucking good. I don't uh, mind Ice Cube, but <laughs> I, I remember this movie. I might have you cut Ice Cube say, yelling, you tell me there's snakes out there this big. <laughs> from from, from Anaconda to the this Triple big. X, even though he has nothing, has nothing to do with that movie. God damn it, what a good line. Uh, you know That's what? Awesome. I, I saw those first, I saw the first Triple X in theaters. And when uh -huh. they said that the separate tri Triple X wasn't going to have Vin Diesel in it, I go, ugh. And they go, it's going to be Ice Cube. And I go, and the ice cube I remember was very fat at uh -huh. this time because he was like a dad and he was just like relaxing. So I was like, what? And then I didn't see this movie. I I actually did not see this film until The Return of Xander Cruz was released. And a friend was like, let's go see it. And I go, well, I don't I haven't even seen the second one. And they go, well, I guess we can watch them. So I watched all three, uh, all three, like back to back to back. That was the first time I saw it was then. <laughs> and I don't remember liking it, but I don't remember <laughs> hating it. So it should be interesting to see where we go with this. Nice. Yeah. I, I have some, I have some memories. <laughs> I'll elaborate on them next episode. All right. Well, Jesse, where can, uh, where can, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to use some type of ghost term, but I, I can't even figure it out. So where can people find you? Jesse? Where can the evil possessed balloons find me? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter. Where can female Slimer find you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I'm at Pit of Doom. P E N O F D O O M. I'm also on Twitter. I'm Brando Supreme. Uh, and I also, you can find us on Facebook. I don't know why I said I, but you can find us on Facebook. We are the Box Office Bomb Squad. And you can even send us an email to magictalkybox at gmail.com. And if you want to go to anchor.fm, you can leave us a voicemail message and join in on our game of five degrees. If you'd like, that would be fun. Uh, we'll air it on the episode if you leave something good, or we'll just listen to it in the wee hours of the morning when we're lonely. Uh, also <laughs> on there, place to give us your money. Oh, yeah, we, all, we love money. Yep. We need to get a better – right now, we do this podcast above a Chinese restaurant, <laughs> and we need to buy an old firehouse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I need a fire. Right. Oh, man. We are going to kill ourselves on that. We're going to get stuck in the hole, Jesse. We're not exactly <laughs> slender fellas. That's incredibly I, possible. I, I was shitting on Ice Cube for being fat, but I, Ice Cube much better shape than I am. So. <laughs> for All right, sure. everybody. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for me to get the shit beat out of me by Ice Cube. Let's see ya. What's this place called again?